Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madromuthu. In today's episode, we take a look at Pelias et Melisande by the French composer Gabriel Fauré. Now, it's an example of incidental music. That is, music composed to accompany the performance of a play. The play itself was written by Maurice Maeterlinck, and it's a tragedy about ill-fated love between the title characters, both of whom die at the end. Apart from Fauray, several composers have written music inspired by the play. Claude Debussy wrote an opera, Arnold Schoenberg a symphonic poem, and Jean Sibelius also wrote incidental music. Gabriel Fauray studied at the Col Niedermeyer, which specialised in church music. One of his teachers was Camille Saint-Saëns. For most of his career, Fauray made a living as a church musician. He was an organist, a choir master, and a teacher, and he composed only in his spare time. I've often thought that Foray is an underappreciated composer. After all, you will seldom hear his works played by the large orchestras, at least not here in South Africa. But that's probably because he leaned more towards small-scale compositions. He mostly composed chamber music and was especially known for his songs. Foray's music is often charming and agreeable, characterised by lovely, graceful melodies, rich harmonies and a tasteful sense of restraint. The play Pelias et Melisande was first staged in Paris in 1893. Five years later, there was a production in London. The London producers asked Claude Debussy to compose the incidental music, but he was unavailable as he was working on an opera version of the play. So they asked Foray, who composed the music but left the orchestration to one of his students, Charles Kirchlan. At some point after the production came to an end, Foray compiled a three-movement concert suite from the music he wrote for the play. Kirchlan's orchestration was for a small theatre orchestra. Foray re-orchestrated it for a larger orchestra. Pelias et Melisande, the concert suite, is made up of four movements. Now, I know I said a few seconds ago that Foray compiled a three-movement concert suite, so there's seemingly a discrepancy there. But we'll get to that in a minute or two. Now, the first movement of the suite is the prelude. And in the play, Golod, the grandson of a king, gets lost while hunting. In the forest, he meets a young woman who's crying and scared. This is Melisande. The music is beautifully serene here, with billowing strings that establish the melody and lovely parts for oboe, clarinet and cello. It really does give the sense of being in the forest. Towards the end, we hear the horn. It's meant to be a hunting horn, and this is where Golo meets Melisande.
Now, after meeting her in the forest, Golo takes Melisande to his castle, where he marries her. Pelias is Golo's brother, and he falls in love with Melisande after meeting her. The second movement of the concert suite is the Filius. This is a sonic picture of Melisande at her spinning wheel. Take note of the rhythm set by the strings, how they create a sense of repetitive movement, of a wheel going round and round. The oboe gives a sense of domestic contentment. The third movement is the Sicilian, which is the most famous movement from the suite. Now this is where the discrepancy I mentioned earlier is resolved. The Sicilian was originally composed as a piece for cello and piano, but Foray decided to use it for the play instead. It was not part of the original three-movement concert suite, but the composer added it several years later. It shows a moment of happiness and intimacy as Melisande and Pelias are sitting before a fountain. By now it's clear that they have feelings for each other, and they are talking and smiling and generally enjoying each other's company. The movement features that gorgeous flute melody, and listen to how the harp gives the impression of gently cascading water. The final movement is the death of Melisande. It sounds funereal from the get-go. This feeling is created by the woodwinds with the flute taking the lead. There's a growing sense of tragedy and then the brass instruments, notably the horns, become more prominent, giving it a ceremonial air, rather like a funeral service. Towards the end, 
there's an enveloping quietness. Foray beautifully captures the sense of departure, that tangible absence that one experiences after a bereavement. And that is Pelias et Melisande by Gabriel Fauré. There are some people I've spoken to who are not huge fans of the work. They believe that it lacks intensity, and indeed it is a quiet and understated work. But I feel that its brilliance lies in the way that Fauré captures and expresses emotions such as happiness without becoming saccharine. The way he captures and expresses grief without becoming maudlin. It's a lovely atmospheric work which expresses mood and emotion so well and every mood and emotion expressed is perfectly judged and perfectly weighted. That's Pelias et Melisande by Gabriel Fauré. Thank you for listening to this episode of Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madramuthu and if you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Dino, D-E-A-N-O, underscore mad, M-A-D. You can also email me. The email address is cmd, as in classical music decoded, cmd at vivaldi.net. Feel free to listen to the other episodes in the series.